0: What is good folks? This is your host, Mario Mario. It is April 26th on uh, a Thursday. Uh, more importantly, we got uh, some playoff action in NFL. NFL, excuse me, NBA, Damn I'm lit. NBA, NHL, we got the NFL draft round one to recap. I'm just going to skit it off of my chest and tell you I'm fucking pissed because I had about 15 minutes of this shit started up and moving and grooving. We was doing it and my fucking microphone fucking fucked up and my shit didn't save for some fucking shitty reason. And so, yeah, here we are. So we're going to do this all over again. So, boom. Let's start off with a little bit of NBA action. Let's start off yesterday. How about that LeBron James motherfucker? That dude is fucking crazy. I don't, I still can't believe he's pulling this shit out. I still can't believe it. It was it was insane. Insane scenario. First off, I'll say I watched it at the gym. In between sets, trying to look up, watch the game. But the game was so good at the end, I just had to stop and watch and take a look. Anyway, so after I'm finishing doing my... Uh, um, My chin ups. I'm like looking over. And there's about four minutes left. Pacers are down. They were about around double digits or so earlier in the game. But they were clawing back, clawing back. Scraping, scraping by. Chipping away, chipping away. So uh, the Cavs weren't getting many good looks. It was like hardly any good looks. So they were, you know, slowly, slowly getting there. They freaking. Um, eventually under a minute left get the game tied and then this is when fucking all hell broke loose because there was just a bunch of shitty scenarios like back to back to back so we'll we'll break it down so first off we got Cavs with the ball about I want to say 40 or so seconds left LeBron's got it he's driving he's driving baseline from uh the left side of the court uh into the you know baseline and he goes and is trying to go to the other side and pass it out to one of his teammates and he's like under the hoop at this point and he's like as he's trying to pass it the ball gets uh or excuse me I was thinking it was going right to the left anyway as he's trying to pass it the ball gets tipped out of his hands by the defender and I think that is young it goes. Uh, bounces off of the hardwood. Now, upon further review on the replay, it looked like it hit the line, which means it's out of bounds. So, should have been out of bounds. But anyway, uh, bounces up, hits LeBron's like arm or shoulder, and bounces out of bounds more definitively. So then, like, they call it off of LeBron. Uh, but if they were would have been able to look at the replay, they might have, like, reversed it. So that was pretty crazy. So that's the first controversial call where I was like, "Oh shit, that might be some." So then the next play, Indies got the ball. They eventually worked the play around, worked the clock down because there was about, you know, a little over 30 seconds left. So it was a uh, full shot clock and uh, and uh, maybe a little bit more time just because the Cavs had some. Uh, um, some time to do some work. Uh, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, so they, uh, Oladipo gets the ball at the top of the key, and he's got Bron on him. Gets him, Gives him a nice shimmy, and then a crossover right to left. As he's going right to left, he's attacking the hoop back towards the right, like towards the middle of the key. And, uh, as to, like, split the difference as to whether he's going to go a reverse or, like, just normal front side layup. So he goes to the strong side and tries to finish with the left hand. And as he's like kind of double clutching, going over, he's going under the hoop and up, and he's trying to lay it in. And underhand, as he's doing it, LeBron comes over the top and swats the ball, pins that shit all up on the backboard. But as you can see on the replay, on a few angles, Oladipo got the ball up on the backboard before LeBron could touch it. It was like a bang-bang play, just a da-da. Like, just a a tad off, even on slow motion. But it was one of the hardest freaking plays to to call as a referee. So I don't blame the ref quite as much as I I blame NBA's, like, uh, whatchamacallit review system because it didn't allow them to review it because they didn't make the call. So if they would have made a goaltending call, they could have reviewed it. But because technically no call was made and it was... They let the uh, play go on, then it's uh, problematic. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And there was a, they got the ball, they got the rebound, LeBron did, after the block. Pulls it down and then calls timeout. There's a few seconds left. Pacers had a foul to give. The Cavs take the ball out on the side. They're running a play. They run a double flare screen for LeBron. He runs off of it, grabs the ball, takes it um, as he's coming upwards from the corner. So he comes up, gets the ball get off the inbounds. Eventually, the players flatten out. He gets a one-on-one situation. He comes over, gives a I think a jab step, goes left, steps back on Thaddeus Young. And drills a three right there on his face. So Thaddeus gave an okay closeout. It was was pretty good. But I'd say like about an 85, 87. But you needed like a 90, 95 plus to even like affect the shot. So, because it's LeBron and he's crazy. So he hit the shot at the top of the key. Kind of similar to the one he hit against Orlando a few years ago when he was back on the Cavs the first time. It was... uh. Let me see if I can pin it right. Against Hito Turkoglu and Richard Lewis, Dwight Howard. That was the year the Magic made the finals. This a the year that the Lakers won, so it must have been like 2010. Because the Lakers went back-to-back. Uh, no, no, 2009. Because 2010 is when they beat the Celtics. Yes. So see, I graduated high school. Yep, I'm dating myself. Boom. Anyway. Yeah. That's it. Boom. 2010. So 2010, that's when that shit happened. So that was eight years ago. Holy shit. I remember where I was. I was in my homie Frank's spot in uh, the New Marotta area of Stockton. Um... You know, in between Murata and Holman, pretty much. That whole area. Does Holman go that way? No. Like by Murata and Holman. All the way down to uh, Hammer. Yeah, parts of Hammer, because some of that's old shit too. I don't even fucking know. I'm bad at uh, mapping shit at times. So... Where was I? Oh, yeah I was over there We were watching the game Hello random And the dude Popped that shot in I remember going crazy And this time I was at the gym I was like My goodness but like I kind of like ex- Almost expected it to go in I was like You can't let that man Touch the ball Say like, what the fuck's going on It is what it is though Anyway Bron got the game winner And now they're up in the Series 3-2 as they're going to Indy. So Cavs need to get a win. They're at Banker's Life Fieldhouse or Banker's Fieldhouse, whatever. Whatever the fuck. Anyway. We'll move on to the next game. That was pretty crazy. How about fucking Russell Westbrook? Putting the team on his back door. Fuck it. Doing everything, man. Going off. Bringing that team back from the brink. Oh, my God. That dude was fucking... Had himself a crazy game. Him and Paul George. They just went... Berserk in the second half. They're down twenty-five, looking listless. Nobody, nobody fucking was uh, believing in them at that point, man. It's crazy. Westbrook got forty-five points, seventeen to thirty-nine shooting. Paul George had thirty-four on twelve of twenty-six. Nobody else was in double figures for OKC. <laughs> Oh my God, it was crazy. I think he went on like a personal run. Like insane. Insane. Down 25 points, man. Fucking crazy. Fucking insane I'm trying to I don't know why I'm reading this is not Exciting podcast and shit Anyway We'll move on We'll move on Let's keep going Basically they brought the team back It was crazy Very game Utah team Very fucking game I gotta say shout out to uh, Joe Ingles For taking uh, That beating of uh, Impressions That Shaq gave him <laughs> Freaking Australian Impressions that was fucking brutal. <laughs> oh, man. That shit was crazy. It was hilarious. Anyway, we will uh, move on. Because that's what uh, we need to do in this world. Just move on. So today we had some Celtics-Bucks action. And the Seas ended up not getting a win. Giannis had a fucking... Nasty Freaking Euro step That Euro That Euro step That hero step, <laughs> the hero step. That beef a step You feel me My goodness Yeah he had it from like the free throw line He had this dude uh, um, What is his name Ojembele or something Oh, Osembele No Um what is it? Hold on a second. This will come up. Semi-Ojolais. Ojolais. I want to get that pronunciation right. That shit was a nasty. It was insane. Crazy. Dude freaking like his hips wobbled And he fell over It was a little like whoop, 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 whoop. Oh man Like like cartoonish it was, like, oh, it was crazy Giannis is a fucking freak Freak athlete Oh my goodness Freaking insane So they were able to get the win Extended to 7 So there will be one game 7 Guaranteed Coming up Pretty damn good. So we'll keep it moving on. It's the main attraction of tonight's entertainment. The NFL Draft. I'm just going to say hella QBs. And we'll break it down from there. Hella fucking QBs, dude. We'll keep it at the top. Start off. Round one. Pick number one. Cleveland Browns select. Reigning Heisman winner. Baker Mayfield. Little-ass, Sparky Baker Mayfield. Dude who's got the ultimate fucking block on his shoulder. Doesn't give a fuck what you think. He's going to do his shit. He's going to fucking keep it moving. Because that's what Baker Mayfield does. That's what he does. So, I kind of felt bad, though, man, because he went to Cleveland. Like, the Browns, man, they're just, Don't develop anybody. That's just a turnstile of just mediocrity. And just depression. Just sad loneliness in the winter time. And very cold and dreary and economically downtrodden. Cleveland, Ohio. In the general Midwest area. Which was once was a hub and engine of economic prosperity. Of the modern world. So this is a very, very you know multi-layered scenario there ongoing with uh, the happy folks there in uh, Ohio and the Midwest but uh, I don't know why I'm so fucking negative about that place I've never been there I've heard I've heard some some things I've heard some things we will keep it like that some good things and some other things you know every place sucks and every place is cool in certain regards so Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying Just kind of shitting on places I've never been (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry I gotta go there first before I fucking talk That crap I've been to some places where it's like that Anyway moving on Saquon Barkley Fucking crazy athlete Number two To the Giants So they got some weapons now So they got Odell they got Saquon I think they picked up somebody else, and uh, oh, they're trying to get Dez. If they get Dez, ooh, big body receiver, we would have a nice little team. See what he you like to keep it uh, doing? Cause I don't know how many years Eli's gonna get left there with the Giants. This might be the last one, last chance. Like. We got you, fucking run game. We got you, all this shit. Now it's on you, Dog. It's on you, man. Yeah, we'll go into the other New York squad, the Jets. Picking up their new quarterback, Sam Darnold, out of USC. Well, I got a chance to see, uh, play a little bit, his last uh, Pac-12 collegiate game. Against UCLA. That was pretty cool. So yeah, Jets trying to pick up their quarterback of the future. And you could tell Sam Darnold was pretty confused and see then <laughs> there's meme little uh, shot you know, screenshot going around the internet. Him just looking like what the fuck when Baker Mayfield got taken. So he got picked number three. He's gonna go to that big market, he's gonna have a fucking little chip on the shoulder for that shit too. And As we moved on the draft board, number four, Brownies again. Select quarterback Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. It's a little hometown pick him. And uh, yeah, hear good things. I don't have no idea. Next, the Broncos getting Bradley Chubb at NC State. Now, this is a dude that was very highly touted, pass rusher. So he's going to be playing opposite Von Miller, most likely. So. I'm concerned as a Raider fan Hopefully you don't pan out That's what I'm hoping Hopefully not another Joey Bosa Because Bosa's pretty damn good Ingram's a pretty good matchup too With San Diego We'll talk about them later To the 6th pick Indy picking up a guard Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame Big beefy fucker I've uh, seen some footage A dude can uh, maul some people So we'll see if that helps them out the Bills moving up, making a trade. I believe who they move up with, with the Bucks. So Bucks move back five spots. Bills move up. They pick up their quarterback Josh Allen. Big body, strong arm guy out of Wyoming. But we'll pause here and start getting into some of uh, this whole uh, Josh Allen's crazy fucking day so first thing in the morning i get an update josh allen tweets service of him saying racially insensitive shit and so i'm like oh shit not again because if you uh, remember the dude phil divincenzo from villanova who won uh, the most outstanding player dropped 31 in the title game He had that same shit happen to him. (laughs) It just happens to pretty much everybody nowadays. It's crazy. So, regardless, we keep it moving and grooving. The Josh Allen today, man, he had some problematic tweets. It came out around 2012, 2013, so that's like five, six years ago. And Josh Allen's, what, 21? So what was he like? Freaking like 16 15 I mean Don't make an excuse But That shit's stupid But uh, This is what he tweeted He said Like uh Stay scheming Niggas trying to get at me though I'ma read it in a fucking Word you know And then he said About to show up These niggas Boom Gonna do for a prodigy At prodigy f- Underscore At j underscore Prodigy underscore five At a flyer five And a at J underscore Sal underscore forever underscore five. Stop with the underscores. Jesus. Smiley face. And then he's had another one that people thought was pretty racist. It says, why are you so white? Someone asking. If it ain't white, it ain't right. Now, I don't know if this dude is trying to be a comedian on Twitter or for what he was trying to do. But uh, I think it's just somebody being kind of as dumb and stupid as their kid. And that's kind of like what you know being a kid is kind of supposed to be about you're supposed to like it's kind of what it is you, you experiment and you push the boundaries or you see other people push the boundaries and then you figure it out like oh okay that's what happens <laughs> that's what fucking happens so yeah i don't know it's uh you live and you learn you become a better person and then there's always uh, progress there nobody's perfect but you always you always strive to be i mean you'll get somewhere close and that's the the idea just keep trying to get a little bit better and uh, be a better version of you than yesterday it's kind of how I look try to look at it like be a better version of you than last week than the two weeks ago a month ago whatever so and it could be in different ways too the growth doesn't always happen all at once in certain aspects sometimes you got to just chip at that rock. Until it finally cracks. But uh, anyway, Josh Allen. Yeah, that shit blew up in his face hella early. Apparently he called Stephen A. Smith at 2 a.m. to try to defuse the situation and have him come on there and talk about it. But uh, yeah, not good. Not a good look. So there was rumors that somebody had planted the story to try to get his uh, draft stock to freaking plummet and just drop down. But that's—I'm uh, not sure if that's been corroborated or, um, you know, brought down. Regardless, that would be some nefarious ass motherfucking shit if you were able to to do that, or if someone did that. That would be fucking insane. Anyway, so he goes to Buffalo. I guess that shit was just probably blow over. Cause, uh, from, uh, the stories that I've heard Buffalo's motherfucking white as a damn snow out there So, I don't know, never been Also never been, not gonna shit, out, shit talk it Cause I've never been there Yeah, I can't just throw out, like, random shit And just, uh, let it stick But, uh, we'll just say they have the reputation If, uh Living a very very cold life Happy to live in California For certain reasons For other reasons Nah but Yeah but nah Certain parts You gotta pick your spots Pick and choose Anyway Keep it moving We're gonna go to Number eight Dobbers end up picking up a guy That I wanted the Raiders to pick up Roquan Smith Them bastards Took him a couple spots early So They're trying to get their Linebacker Of the future And uh, We'll move on To pick number 9 The 9 is to elect uh, Mike McGlinchey Tackle out of Notre Dame 2nd Notre Dame O-lineman To be taken In the first 10 picks First 9 picks I guess technically Yeah We'll see what that does for them. To the 10th pick, the Oakland Raiders moved back. They made a trade with the Arizona Cardinals. So the Raiders move back to 15. Cardinals move up to 10. Raiders also get two other draft picks. I think another second. Another fourth, I believe. Not too bad in the long run with the, the picks. Not mad at that. So we'll get to... The Cardinals pick quarterback Josh Rosen. That is quarterback number 4 in the top 10, which is I think the first time that's happened. That is that's pretty damn crazy. That is that is a lot of quarterbacks up there. Usually get some more in the teens sprinkled around, maybe like later in the draft, in the 20s or 30s. But that's pretty pretty high up there. And Josh Rosen, man, he coming with the chip on his shoulder. He's saying that like uh nine teams made mistakes and he's talking about how he was all like down and real sad because the team didn't pick him and all this shit. I'm like, bruh Just gotta go out there and ball, dude. Ain't no other fucking option. So we'll see what we'll see how he does. He's real uh look like a real moody ass motherfucker. But he's talented. So those type of guys, they can go, they can go either way. They can be Jay Cutler, or they can be like, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Jay Cutler comes to mind. I oh, know that's not a good comparison. Damn, Kremo Dojabar trying to freaking do Dancing with the Stars This is not gonna look good. This is not gonna look good. This is I'm sorry. Why 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 do, I do that, Kareem? Why do that? Sorry, sports center's on right now. Why do that? Seven three, seven two. In his seventies, man. What a pioneer! Kareem's amazing, amazing human being. Anyway, back to the NFL picks. Moving up to pick 11, we got Minka Fitzpatrick, DB out of my Alabama, going to Miami. But I really, I was one dude that uh, was kind of in mind for the Raiders, in my opinion. You'd think they were going to get a DB or possibly a linebacker with one of their picks. Because those were some trouble areas. Possibly some interior D linemen, because they could always use more of those. Uh, so uh, Vita Vea was another option that people thought was possibly in the mix. So that's what the Dolphins get. They get a cornerback, and in the 12th pick we got Tampa because they drop back. They pick up Vea, the aforementioned D tackle out of University of Washington big explosive dude we'll see what happens with them there was uh, some of the people who thought that maybe they should go back and get somebody in their secondary because their pass game wasn't as good but yeah I guess if we get pressure then DBs don't need to cover that long so we'll keep it moving we got the Redskins going to Alabama taking De'Aaron Payne D tackle um, Apparently he's good. That's why he's drafted there. All right. do we got the Saints. They make a trade. They come up and they pick up Marcus Davenport at the end out of University, of Texas, San Antonio. Pass rusher. Uh, no, nothing about him. Then my team, at The 15th pick. They moved back in that trade with the Cardinals. They get Colton Miller, tackle from UCLA. And a lot of sky scratching. A lot of people were like, what the fuck? First round tackle? I think Gruden wants to shore up that O line on the right side and let Penn eat. And then eventually, hopefully, move this dude to the left. But I'm uh, with a lot of other people, kind of a little skeptic. Apparently, his grades weren't the best, more explosive. And all the like It seems like a little bit of a reach, and not maybe what the Raiders had in mind. But it is what it is. I'm rooting for the fucking guy. I hope he keeps it up, stays healthy, and it contributes and can actually play. That'd be best at this point. So, there's a little question. That's not the most, uh, doesn't leave you with the best feeling in your stomach type of pick. So, uh, I'm trying to be the cautiously optimistic wait and see kind of guy. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Other move the Raiders made. Ended up dealing away a third round draft pick for Martavis Bryant. From the Steelers Dude just perennially gets suspended for fucking smoking dope Which I ain't got no problems with, bro Do that shit on the daily It's just His freaking employer Is one of them crazy fuckers Who be drug testing the shit out of you All the time Especially when you've been doing it before And What's crazy is most of the time People get on these tests uh, The reason they get popped is not because actually you know routinely be smoking it's because they're just negligent and most of the time they get some form of heads up of in terms of when it's going to happen or in terms of ways to get, be able to get out of it and so people who don't get out of it are kind of like only shooting themselves in the foot to a certain extent so i've heard you know i've read certain things about uh kind of the way the drug testing works and the policies in the nfl so A lot of the people who get real caught up into it is just like they just don't give a fuck. You know? They're just negligent. It's kind of, you know, shooting yourself in the foot like I said. But Bryant's crazy. So we got to keep him on the field. Gru is going back to old school Raider ways of trying to take some gambles on some dudes. I'm already kind of like feeling it so Martavis is uh, gonna be option number three probably on the Raiders which would be very very interesting to see because now they got a couple real dynamic receivers in different type of ways you got Reggie Nelson who's more of like the the more physical wide receiver you got the smooth pass route winner uh, route in Amari Cooper And then you got the speedier, quickier guy and Martavis Bryant. So you have kind of a trio that gives you kind of different type of looks, different type of things, which is uh, what I think Derek Carr could use for sure. He had like most of that last year, minus kind of more of the speedster, because they try to use Patterson, but Patterson's more of a gimmicky type of dude on offense. Can't really use him in like a traditional speedy wideout sense because he doesn't necessarily have that top end speed with uh at the top of his routes because he's real sloppy with his route running and he rounds off a lot of his routes and he doesn't get separation very well. It's not as explosive that way. He's if you tell him just to go fucking straight, then you're in business. But if you tell him to stop and go or cut, turn left, and yeah, he's you he, he should get sloppy. That's why he's not on the team no more. I would say, and uh, yeah, probably a lot for a, a kick returner who, even though he's best in the league, is like doesn't get opportunities just because of the way they, they changed the uh, rules a few years ago. It is what it is. Just gotta gotta keep it moving. Got Tremaine Edwards linebacker out of Virginia to Buffalo. Don't know nothing about that fool. We got safety Derwin James out of Florida State to the Chargers. A lot of people really high on this. And the Chargers had the number one pass defense in the league last year. So this is not good news for anybody here else in the AFC West. For the Raiders, I'm a little concerned in that regard because they already have the aforementioned Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram who are just rushing the passer up on the outsides. Them dudes are fucking terrifying at times. Bosa, I'm not gonna lie. I really wanted to not give him his props, but the dude is fucking fucking ball. Dude is strong like Boo. Strong like Ox. He is, uh... A lot to handle. Very vicious. Violent NFL player. And, uh... Donald Pennis had his, had his fits with him last season. I do know that. Ingram's a little bit more quicker, but he's he's a really strong body too. So, we'll see where Derwin James fits in that puzzle in the back end of the defense. We got the Packers who moved back. They come and get uh, Jair Alexander from Louisville. Don't know nothing. Dallas Cowboys get linebacker Layton Vander Esch from Boise State. And Detroit 20 pick Frank Ragnall at Arkansas. Cincy, yeah, oh, Ragnall's the O lineman. So they can always use some old, good old protection. Cincinnati gets center Billy Price at Ohio State. Back to back centers there. Next, we got Titans who move up three spots and they get Rashawn Evans, linebacker out of Alabama. I've seen this dude play a few times. He's a pretty explosive linebacker. We'll see how long he can play. We got the Patriots who go up and take the number 23 pick, Tackle Isaiah Wynn out of Georgia. So I think they're saying that uh, he's going to be replacing Nate Solder. We'll see how that goes. We got Carolina Panthers getting wide receiver DJ Moore out of Maryland. So Cam Newton has a new target there to throw to. Ravens pick up tight end Hayden Hurst out of South Carolina. That's a very Raven move to pick up a tight end. It's like they pick up fullbacks, tight ends, freaking outside linebackers, hybrid safeties, safety backers. They'd be doing shit like that. Huge ass D tackles. Athletic ass old linemen. <laughs> That's their freaking MO. Corners eh running backs. Eh. Wide receivers, eh. Quarterbacks sometimes, eh. Safeties. Ed Reed, fucking amazing. Outside Ed Reed, mm, they've been okay. So, you know where the bread is buttered. They like the big boys. They like that solid, consistent shit. So, yeah, Flacco's got a new target. We'll talk more about them later. Falcons picking up Calvin Ridley. This dude is supposed to be a very excited uh, whiteout. He's out of Alabama is what I was trying to say. Yeah, so he's going to be number two paired up next to Julio. So Atlanta has had some explosive offenses the past few years. and We'll see what they can do. Not sold on uh, what's-his-name. Sarkeesian being the play caller Not sure if I liked his uh, style of play calling When he was at uh, SC Or Washington was okay But we keep it moving Seattle picking up running back Rashad Penny Out of San Diego And people were kind of uh, scratching their head a little bit so I think he had some good production, but they were kind of like, huh? At least the uh, coverage I was watching at the time. Steelers, Pittsburgh, number 28. Get safety Terrell Edmonds out of Virginia Tech. But the big story here, the guy who announced the pick there for Pittsburgh, the one and only Ryan Shazier walking up to the microphone. And just a pretty, pretty... Remarkable recovery that he's had since uh, suffering that neck injury that he that he sustained in a game last season. That was a very very tragic moment, very heartbreaking. So his brother Tremaine actually got drafted too. Where the fuck did he go to? Looking back, looking back, looking back, looking back. Went to Buffalo. So that's crazy. Two brothers getting drafted in the first round. That's the first time that's ever happened. So it's been, it's been a, it was a crazy draft, for sure. Move to pick 29. Jacksonville gets Taven Bryan out of Florida. D-tackle. So you get another defender. Their defense is ridiculous. We got 30th pick Minnesota. Getting a quarterback Mike Hughes out of Central Florida. This dude was pretty damn good. Thirty-first pick, the Patriots pick up running back Sony Michelle, which is a very Patriots move. Sonny Michelle is one of those ty- their type of guys, very elusive, very quick out of the backfield, can catch some passes, can uh, do some pretty athletic things, can just straight up run the ball up the middle to the, you know to the outside, very quick, elusive type of player. And then in the last pick, Baltimore Ravens select quarterback Lamar Jackson. Heisman Trophy winner, 2016. Lamar very hyped. I think he's in a good spot. I think he's got some uh, good people around him to help develop him. And I think Joe Flacco's on the hot seat officially now. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. And you know, Lamar Jackson, a lot of people good. Maybe think he would have been drafted a little bit higher, or could have been. That dude has some, you know, electric uh, electric performances in the past. He's definitely had some sloppy ones too, but man, the pluses he brings for all the minuses he brings, the the pluses are just so crazy. You got to take a shot at it. So that's uh, rounding out round number one there. This dude has got—he's got a chip on his shoulder. He was uh, saying that uh, Ravens gonna get a Super Bowl out of me and shit. We shall see. We shall see. That was pretty entertaining. A lot of trades, a lot of movings up and down, a lot of uh, rumors and other craziness. My Raiders making some news. My boy freaking Miguel Had to text me about it Cause I fucking didn't even uh, Recognize That they had made that move I was like Oh is that the rumor? And he sent me he Sent me a tweet from the Steelers We have traded Martavis Bryant For a third round pick To the Raiders <laughs> I was Like oh shit That's official It's official fuck So yeah Bunch of shit happening Anyway we keep it moving We'll go into some news and notes. Talk about uh, just some happenings in the world for a little bit. Now, one thing I've been reading about a ton recently and just seeing everywhere in a bunch of different articles. How about that Great Pacific Garbage Patch? I know a lot of people have been talking about that a lot recently. It's just like kind of like a new recent discovery, which is kind of fucking ridiculous. There's a goddamn huge-ass patch of plastics that's like a damn like island i want to say that's growing in between hawaii and the west coast of the united states of just a bunch of bullshit that's caught up in it and it's just building and there's like yeah nothing that uh it's positive that's come out of that it's like a whole bunch of old fishing nets and a bunch of like uh broken like stuff discarded stuff this is from the ocean just like you know washing up over there it's just it's fucking insane just the, the impact that we're having on our environment is crazy plastics are a fucking bitch we just keep on just churning them out churning them out and it's pretty sad you think about the ecosystems of all the aquatic life and you we're not even seeing, and we don't even understand. We can't even track and measure the really the growth and change of it um, over our our lifetimes, over the last few generations, over the last few hundred years, because I have a good, very good feeling that shit has very drastically changed, and I'm not sure if it's for the better or what. You know, we more we know more about the um, space than we do about what's on the deepest darkest depths of the ocean which is kind of insane there's some scary fuckers down there and I'm, that's like one of the phobias and fears i had as a little kid and kind of now too just ooh, just looking at the fucking crazy looking fish and shit that live down there it'll be looking ugly as hell just like having like the little dinghy light in front of his head just so i could see and like those those crazy ones with the fucking crazy looking jaws Ooh, oh my god Those things are like One of my nightmares I know like pro- They're probably like A few inches big But like What the fuck That shit's like One of my nightmares i made out of I remember as like A little kid I used to like Fucking just go Go to bed Just like thinking about that shit And just like Being haunted by them That was just Not fun Not the best uh, Best time So I know I read an article about uh, an accidental enzyme being discovered in a lab that they found that could actually break down certain types of plastics which is very very promising and could be a possible solution to this uh, you know great pacific garbage patch scenario we, we gotta fix something we gotta at least put some effort and thought into these things and people are gonna just try to like do this independently because they know you can't sit on their butts and expect other people to do it for them. Cause it's kind of what uh, us in America we've kind of done. So so we gotta wait for the government approval to go and do a bunch of shit. I mean, they gotta go do the approval, but government funding and most of that this has been kind of the impetus on like where our research has gone and where everything else kind of leads into. So, if there's a change in that. Like, there is fucking now where... Yeesh, y'all stop yawning on my fucking show. If I think this shit is boring, what the fuck are y'all thinking? Y'all thinking? It's not boring. I'm just tired of shit. A long day at work. Anyway. Yeah, so hopefully then we can uh, be using the enzymes to break down the plastics out there. That shit would be a very, very good thing. I do also know that there's some uh, very smart individuals way, way more, uh, yeah, way, way smarter than I am. Way, way more smarter than I am. That, uh, are creating these robots that can, you know, eventually sift through, find the plastics and be able to transport them onto land where they can actually be broken down and recycled and used into other products or later on. So, you know that could be a possible solution too. And solution doesn't have to necessarily one one thing full stop. You can't just put all your marbles into one thing. You gotta kind of make it a team effort, a group effort, and all that. Man, Lamar Jackson looking swaggy up there. Got the green suit on, bow tie, chain around his neck. Got the um, dress shirt with the pattern on it a swaggy as fuck. So, yeah, hopefully, we got robots and some enzymes and shit and can go break down that fucking garbage. Yeah. Keeping it moving. On to the next one. We got to address this shit. <sighs> Talking about it a lot with my coworkers the last few days. This is some craziness, man. What in the fuck is going on with Mr. West? Mr. Kanye West. What in the fuck? You knew this dude has a penchant for just going fucking way left on shit. I don't mean way left on, like, politically. I just mean way left in terms of what your spectrum of, like, being reasonable. He's just out there. And he just goes out there to be out there. Don't know if that's what he's doing now, but... You know, that shit's... Making a lot of people feel some types of ways. This fool's, you know, rocking MAGA hats and all this shit, talking positive about motherfucking clown car Donald Trump. by payaso. Oh man, this shit's crazy. Freaking taking pictures with Peter Thiel and uh, as he's throwing up the white power sign, which I guess is the new one, which is the Supposed to be like the A O K, Like It's all good Like If you take your uh, Index finger and thumb and Put it together And your three fingers Kind of curl up it's kind of what it is Kanye freaking looking like uh, He's in Get Out and shit Jordan Peele fucking Made a nice retweet Kanye's going Going fucking off It's crazy And he's just all over the place And I don't know if this is Marketing shit Or what the fuck but uh, he's losing people, and I don't know. Chance the Rapper in there defending him and shit, and people calling out Chance the Rapper for defending R. Kelly and all this shit. And it's, uh, yeah, you know, shit is flying around everywhere. People people talking the most. It's uh, very, very fucking weird, weird times that we're in right now. He thought Kanye's policies and everything that he tried to stand up for, man, it was just, uh, you know, kind of kind of what you would expect, I guess. Or maybe he was very, uh, you know, indignant in terms of uh, what, what he considered, like, rights and wrongs. You obviously have the famous George Brooks doesn't care about black people line after Katrina came. And now he's with some dude that don't give a shit about black people either, for the most part. And it's like he's got a history. A very, very, very troubled history with people of color. And this goes back decades. This isn't recently. This isn't this isn't his presidency. This isn't his campaign. This isn't the apprentice era. This is like Donald Trump before we knew who the fuck Donald Trump was. Before people in New York knew who the fuck Donald Trump was. Like, it goes back. I mean, it's generational, too. Great-grandfather was uh, uh, mentioned in multiple New York newspapers as being uh, present in a lot of, uh, maybe not a lot of, there was a couple instances of uh, KKK clan rallies that uh he partook and uh yeah, that shit just gets passed down. You know, that shit a lot of that shit doesn't go away. Donald Trump and his properties you know his dad was a big uh slum lord there in New York City. So was Donald. He followed in the footsteps and so one of the things that they found was that they were discriminating against uh people of color. Big surprise there. They would have applications, and they would put uh, C's on them if they knew the person was colored. So it's basically disqualifying a lot of people, and they would uh, lie about number uh, of occupants and shit like that to the cities. And there was just uh, they eventually got taken to uh, federal court over it. So I believe that was the first time Trump's name was mentioned in the New York Times, is when that incident was going down. And so that's like the genesis of everything and everything goes off from there. But yeah, you got this this uh this motherfucker Kanye being uh, making it harder shit for people to like him, bro. He really does. As an artist I mean, there's one thing as like a human being, it's it'd be tough, man. be tough as fuck, man. I think he's losing a lot of his shit. I mean, it's a lot of problems. A lot of problems, man. It's freaking crazy. I I just did not see this coming, man. He's got signed MAGA hats. Like, that shit is... Put it on Twitter... And another clear distinction that I have to make, man, just because a lot of people, some people, I definitely will give me shit. I really don't give a fuck. But, it's fucking crazy. That shit's insane, man. It's like, but one thing I want to clarify, just make for certain. There's different spheres and different realms that people would, like, associate or belong with, belong to. So I will make a clear distinction to say... Just because you fuck with being a conservative person doesn't mean doesn't mean necessarily that you fuck with um, the Republican Party, and just be, or if you fuck with the Republican Party doesn't necessarily mean you fuck with Donald Trump, or if you fuck with Donald Trump it might necessarily mean you fuck with either of those, or vice versa for all of them. Um, but there are a certain Venn diagram of people who kind of fit all three type of things, but. Uh, Not everybody falls into each You know you know. It's not a If you fall into one It applies to all the rest Type of situation So I get he might not necessarily be A Republican per se But this motherfucker is about his money About his dough And when you get up into the different uh, You know stratospheres of wealth And shit like that And you've seen the people Kanye Have been trying to associate and, And you know The people he'd be moving with you see the way that they be thinking and that shit be rubbing off and you just you you end up finding yourself into that kind of mindset and state and i think kanye is the type of person who's uh, very extravagant and wants opulence and all this like um you know feeling the wealth and shit like that and it seems like that's kind of been his kind of mo and the reason he's been kind of like uh moving towards this shit But he's always been somebody that's always wanted to kind of zig when everybody's zagging, or vice versa. He goes against the grain, and he says shit just to kind of be out there, and he's not afraid to do it. This is, like, another level, man. It's it's disappointing on on God, like, for me, because I'm somebody who, I mean, a lot of people are fans of his music and everything, and he's gotten a lot, a lot of, a lot of play and a lot of uh, clout because of that into other fields and other other regions because he's a well, pro football legend Tony Romo I don't know about legend it might be a lot what the fuck Tony Romo doing sketch commercials Jesus he said pro football legend I don't know I don't know Former All-Pro. Should have said something like that. That applies. Legend? I don't know. Made a Tennessee Championship game, what, once? I don't know if you can apply. You may not have to win a Super Bowl, but fuck. Gotta do some other shit. Damn good quarterback. I'll defend him, but... I don't know. You're a little liberal with that term. I don't mean liberal isn't left wing I mean liberal isn't just Accepting a lot of everything It's going a little bit too much Too far like There's a loose Loose definition there <laughs> So this whole scenario Is just uh Just blowing up And You got freaking John Legend Texting him And Kanye just posting texts Of people talking t- Trying to talk to him And all this like, uh, it's crazy. Kanye's just not giving no fucks. I had to go and follow his ass, man, because I can't, I can't bang with nobody who bangs with somebody who don't bang with Mexicans. That's just, like, fucking rule number one. The motherfucker launched his campaign off of, uh, fuck and Colin. Like, people like me and my family fucking rapists and drug dealers. That's fucking not cool. Can't just fucking get that shit fucking off and popping on that kind of hateful shit. That shit is fucking ridiculous. Oh, man, it's frustrating, frustrating, Mm. it is uh, not uh, the best of times for that situation, and uh, yeah, it's uh, perplexing for sure. He's just like low-key kind of throwing Obama under the bus because he said he called him 8-8. Eight, eight, he was there in eight years, never got a, you know, return call. I mean, I, I'll defend Obama in this case, bro. He only tries to deals with stable motherfuckers. He's got enough crazy fuckers coming for his throat in the political world. He can't be fucking, you know, mixing that shit up outside. Yeah, I know y'all uh, both got the Chicago ties and all that shit. Uh, I mean, he was helping Chicago and all that, too, so... I mean, there's a lot of, uh... Instances where he had some federal help. Or tried to, at least. You got this dumb motherfucker lying ass in the presidency right now. And this shit is, uh... It's not, uh... Not running smooth at all. It's like the fucking most controversial... Nothing can get done Everything seems to be flawed And there's in some one way or the other There seems to be constant tension And backstabbing And things are working Not smoothly like a well-oiled machine But that shit is just clunking along Like a goddamn um, Fucking 40 year old greyhound bus Just trying to get from Tulsa, Oklahoma To goddamn Albuquerque you know what I'm saying? That shit just barely gets there sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. So I don't know where I was going with that shit, but... Yeah. I'm fucking not happy about that shit, man. I mean, you can... Kinda be whatever about that shit would not have to go all the way over there and now we got like all these crazy conservatives who don't give two fucks about fucking hip-hop and all that shit it's so funny to me that like conservatives will like will jump on anybody who like uh is of any clout and of any name that like is very much of a proponent for their their causes they just jump on it like white on rice like crazy It's so insane Jumping on top of it There's just so lot Like so many people have like come to to Kanye's defense and all this shit Man It's crazy I mean not at all too too surprising That fool did meet with them after the election Which is on some random shit Man, crazy. Anyway, another fucking sports note. Got to say, my freaking uh, sharks. They took one on the chin tonight, seven to nothing against Vegas Golden Knights. That is very, very much a surprising scoreline because the Golden Knights. Only their second series ever. I mean, they won the first series they've ever been in, in the first round that sweet man they're looking crazy first season inaugural season of their expansion franchise you do never you never expect anything like this and they just they straight rolled the sharks man seven nothing they had no answer no fucking answer frustrating fucking frustrating that's just not even close, man. That's like three games worth of fucking goals right there. Two two to three games worth for a team. I mean, other areas of NHL, man. That's like fucking enough goals for a goddamn week for certain teams. But yeah. We'll keep it moving. Last thing... This weekend, I'm going to Smokers Club Fest. That's what's up. And they finally, finally released the at times And there was a couple very disappointing things that happened here. That I'm uh, very, very sad about. There's a couple... couple people that are performing at the same time. So, I'll just break it down for the people that I'm trying to see. Because they actually have two stages. They have the... Sticky vape stage and they got the super clinic stage. I don't know what that means. First person I'm trying to see on Saturday. He's probably going to be at 1 o'clock ASAP 12. So he gets on at 1 to one thirty. Then after him, currency is at 145 to 225. But then you also got smoke dizzle starting at 140. Going to 210, man. So I don't know who the fuck booked both of them back to back, man. Two of the freaking Smoker Club veterans. I was excited to see them both. But they're making me fucking choose. That shit's not cool. After him, it's the Little Skies and joining Lucas. I really don't know either. I'm going to go we'll see Boogie. Probably at 320 to 350. And then after that, we got SOBRBE, baby. They're at 350. They go to 430. After 430, then it's... Young Pinch. I really don't care. He's got 30 minutes. Might have to check him out. Might go smoke. And then we got Trippy Red at 5 o'clock. Don't really know of him. Too much. Until 5.30. your Wolf goes 5.30 to 6. And you got Lil Pump 6 to 6.45. That shit might be jumping. Blockboy JB is 6.45 to 7.15. Don't really know too much of his shit. And then we got two changes. You go a little forty-five minute set, seven fifteen to eight o'clock. Afterwards, we got Shortline Mafia. Gotta listen to some Shortline, eight to eight thirty. And then, dude, I'm excited to go see Schoolboy Q, eight thirty to nine thirty, baby. I think it goes nine thirty to ten. Snow the product, but I don't know if I'm gonna go see Snow because I have to go wait it out and watch Weez Khalifa. At the last show of the day, he's going 10 to 11. Rich the Kid is going opposite 10 30 to 11. Stone the products from 10 30 to 10. So there's some downtime. I'm not sure how far apart each stage is going to be and like how packed it's going to be, too. I'm sure they sold a lot of tickets. They put more tickets back up. So we shall see. So there's the people I'm excited to go see tomorrow ASAP 12V currency. Boogie, S-O-B-R-B-E, 2 chains, schoolboy cute, Wiz. I think that's what it's going to be like. Mad I'm not seeing Smoke Dizza. That's the biggest one. Everyone's fucking been commenting on that shit. It's been crazy. On the Sunday, don't know who I'm going to see first. I might see Underachievers if I'm there that early. 1 o'clock to 1.30. Love these other artists I don't really know too well. Jeed, I'm trying to see at 145. Jid J-I-D-G. Let's see what else. He goes to 225. Who's on at that? Squid Nice? I don't, I don't know. He goes. No, no, no. That was Jd Young, man. Jd Youngin. 225, 245. Yeah, I don't know. I might check him out. Lil Xan at 240 to 320 out of Redlands. is some emotional little like uh, teen rap and shit. We'll see. Juicy Day at 350 to 420, bitch. 420 to 450, Earl sweatshirt gets on. Tad dollar sign at 450 to 530. 530 to 6, you got Rhapsody. And back on the other stage. Flatbush Zombies at 6. to 6.45. Ooh, I'm going to go with Flatbush. I'm going to see me some Flatbush. That shit's crazy. Go freaking check out their new album. It is the shit. Oh, man. I am very, uh, very hyped. Vacation in Hell has been amazing. It's been really fucking cool. I need to fucking catch up on all these fucking acts, I'm going to say. Yeah. Go fucking check that shit out. I'm dope. I'm fucking excited to see them. So they go to 645. They have this dude named Child. 645, 715. He's got that Love and Hennessy song that's blowing up. we we'll keep the love and Hennessy. Yeah I don't wanna skip him Cause I'm trying to see Isaiah Rashad I'm good Oh man mm, He's really fucking good TD Another guy So excited to see him 7.15 to 8 o'clock We got A- Davies on at 8 to 8.30 And then Mac Miller 8.30 to 9.30 Dom Kennedy, 9.30 to 10. And then Kikari, 10 to 11. Damn, that's going to be tough. I might have to leave some people early. I really don't care much about... I've seen Mac a few times recently. In the last few years. Cousin Steez, I don't know. Hmm, This will be very interesting. Do I go see Dom Kennedy or there's... Stick it out and get a good ass spot for Kikuddy. That'll be the question. That'll be the question. So that's all for debate. We'll figure all that shit out. And uh, the coming days. As uh we'll wrap this up. It's uh it's been a little over an hour. I got uh, some laundry I gotta go finish up and do before I hit the hay and post this shit tonight. But anyway, Yeah, check me out. I'll be out there on the Queen Mary out there in Long Beach this weekend. Celebrate my birthday. So if you see me, wish me a happy B day. Don't know what the fuck I'm wearing yet. Hence why I was doing laundry today. So yeah, tis what it is. Anyway, follow me on the socials at Puro Caballero, Instagram, and Twitter. Also follow the show. We are on SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe, follow button, whatever it is. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. So do the damn thing. Make this shit blow up. Got through way. Yee. This has been episode 21. Signing off. Hasta la próxima.